Yes, here we are on a Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. We are back, Parker. It uh, feels like we've done like what, like three shows together in like three weeks, something like that. We've done a lot of shows together in terms of being on the same radio airwaves. We mm. have not done a whole lot of shows together in terms of being in the same building. Are you breaking so up with is... me? Just tell me right now. You know, let me down easy. Are you breaking up with me? Let me know. <laughs> Please. I could never. Okay. I good, could never, good. Steely. Well, I, uh, that's what Simon and Garfunkel said back in the day, you know, and then they had their issues. Sonny and Cher, all the great duos, you know, KD and Russ, they get broken up. But uh, you're telling me we're still together for the time being. At we're least. absolutely still together. I value commitment. There you go. I'm yes. like Brent Venables. Yeah, absolutely, man. This isn't any Johnny Gigolo deal we got going here. This is solid commitment right here. You are committed or you're not committed, and we are committed. We may be committed, or at least I know I may be, you know, like to a padded cell down the road. But anyway, welcome in, everybody. Hope you had a good weekend. It is a Monday, and uh, Parker, this is one of those days where we say, told you, you know what, don't panic. We told you it was not going to be a sprint for Oklahoma. It was going to be more of a marathon. The Sooners, a few weeks ago, it seemed like they were number 39 in the national team rankings on 247. And guess what? Now they had P.J. Adabare yesterday, Caden Green, Jaquaze Petaway, Phil Picotti recently, uh, Logan Howland also recently five in July 7th since uh, June 27th. You throw in Heath Ozeda and you throw in uh, Samuel Omosigo. And the Sooners, all of a sudden, they're 11th in the national rankings. They are expected to get Dalen Smothers, the running back, on Thursday, which would, uh, depending on what happens around the country, then uh, Oklahoma more than likely would be in the top 10. So, here we go. We said, wait, wait, wait. The waiting is the hardest part. Your buddy Tom Petty sang about that a long time ago, and the wait is now paying off for Oklahoma. So all the CCLs can chill out now, right? The Chicken Littles? The Crimson Chicken Littles. Yeah. The sky I'd hope is not so, falling. because the, the sky looks bright right now. Five commits in the past week, seven in the span of 14 days, and there's no end in sight. It's going to continue heating up throughout the month of July. And I tell you what, Mike – what is most impressive is not just the players that Oklahoma is recruiting, but the people that Oklahoma is recruiting as well. And the nucleus that Brent Venables has built in this recruiting class, because I don't think it's a question anymore that between Jackson Arnold and Jaden Rashada, the Sooners got the way better end of the deal with Jackson Arnold because he went to the Elite 11, won MVP, and he has been the linchpin of this class and an excellent peer recruiter behind the scenes. Rashada, while he is talented, uh, ended up making a whole – well, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say what I was initially planning on saying. But basically, Rashada's recruitment got really hairy. Arnold – was very, very straightforward with it all. He visited Oklahoma, loved Oklahoma, committed to Oklahoma. He remains committed to Oklahoma. He's not going anywhere other than Oklahoma. You look at the pickups that they have made in recent weeks. I love Samuel Masigo. He's a kid of outstanding character, uh, is 100% bought in to Brent Venables and his vision. Caden Green, I tell you what, between him, Jackson Arnold, and Josh Bates, those are going to be the three cornerstones 
of the Sooners class in terms of their peer recruiting efforts. Caden Green's been recruiting behind the scenes for Oklahoma for quite a while. And he keeps saying, man, get ready. Keep yeah. There are more coming. More hits are on the way. And you were talking about, you think Dalen Smothers will commit to Oklahoma on Thursday. You I think do. eventually by the end of the month, Oklahoma's going to get uh, Derek LeBlanc and Jacoby Johnson. And that would put them at, what, 17 commits, I think, overall, yep, if they had those three. Commits. And those may not be the only ones. And yeah. so we are thinking, what it, what is the ceiling? Because I said on August 1st, will OU be a top 10 class? Yes. And you said yes. Yes. And uh, it is looking like they might be top top six, top seven, depending on what happens around the country, right? Absolutely. And again, it is about the culture. It is about the people. Talked about Caden Green. Talked about Jackson Arnold. P.J. Atabari, he was initially, like the plan was for P.J. Atabari to announce out of the blue on Thursday. Nobody knew at that point that he was announcing. And that was what he was going to do. He was going to drop it out of nowhere on Thursday, surprise everybody, get them fired up, heading into the decision dates for Caden Green and Logan Howland. But he didn't get the edit in time and then basically told me, look, I want to let Caden and Logan Howland have their moments. And That's so cool. He, did. he waited. You gotta love that. Look, that that kid is the epitome of a team first dude. He didn't switch positions from tight end to defensive end, even though so many people wanted him to, until he was a junior, because his high school team up at North Kansas City had two guys at the defensive end positions uh, that were college prospects themselves, and he would have shuffled one of them to the bench. So this kid is not about himself. He's not about the personal branding. He's not about his individual success as a football player. He's about the team. And you can say that about so many guys that Oklahoma has picked up in recent weeks. Heath Ozida, very much in the same boat. Logan Howland, that was a tough pull for Oklahoma. They had to go toe-to-toe with Iowa. And, you know, you list, you hear that and you're like, well, okay, Oklahoma should be able to beat Iowa in a head-to-head recruiting battle. But you got to keep in mind, Logan Howland's high school teammate, his quarterback, is committed to the University of Iowa. And if there's one thing Iowa does, Mike, and does well over the years, it is recruit and develop offensive linemen for the next level. So it wasn't until midweek last week that the tide really turned in favor of Oklahoma in that recruitment. So, yeah, they're on a heater right now. This staff as a whole is recruiting very well. Miguel Chavis has been instrumental Things are starting to come together for Todd Bates in the public eye. Of course, Todd Bates is that dude. And if people knew uh, how many of these recruitments were moving in the right direction behind the scenes, I think they'd be giving Todd Bates a lot more praise than they are right now. But if you get Derek LeBlanc on the 28th, the love for Todd Bates uh, is going to exponentiate. Obviously, Venables is at the heart of it all. Jeff Lebby is a guy that has proven his acumen on the recruiting trail. So, Miguel Chavis also. Big time. Absolutely. Again, all the CCLs, I would hope, are going to be very, very silent the remainder of this month. You know, and uh, you talked about one of Brent's best recruiting jobs happened before he got anybody commit to commit to the University of Oklahoma in this class, really, and that was bringing Todd Bates from Clemson, recruiting Todd Bates to come along. We said, man, that's a big-time hire for Oklahoma to get Todd Bates uh, to come with BV to Norman, and it's paying big dividends already. All right, uh, let's hear from one of the Sooners' recent commitments, four-star offensive lineman Caden Green out of Lee Summit North in Missouri, the four-star O-lineman, talked about uh, in an interview with you, by the way, why Oklahoma was the best choice for him. 
Um, yeah, well, for me, uh, some of the biggest things were uh, me being an offensive lineman, uh, a school like Oklahoma is hard to pass up. I mean, Coach B, he's he's legit. He knows what he's doing. Um, they have a whole system in, in place uh, uh, to benefit offensive linemen from Coach Sway and the strength conditioning staff to, to Coach Phil helping out the offensive line. And um, it's kind of hard for offensive linemen to fail there. Um, and then, of course, uh, me being from there, um, I've always been a fan. And, uh, yeah, that new staff is just – they're they're great. They're, they're good quality people, and uh, they're people that you want to play for. All right, so Caden Green also talking about, you know, Bill Biedenboe recruiting him, the O-line coach. Bill Biedenboe recruiting from the Bahamas. He was over in the Bahamas. Uh, but Caden Green, I know that you had talked about that this is going to be a situation where you thought eventually he would wind up at Oklahoma, and that's exactly what happened. And uh, Caden said that Bill Biedenboe was a great salesman. He's been recruiting me for the last couple of years, and um, I've seen the recruit recruiting side of him and the regular side of him and talk to players. Like What you see is really what you get with him. Um, he's very genuine, very authentic, and then, He'll coach you hard, but from the players I talk to, it's all out of love. Like he, he cares about his players, and you can definitely tell that. All right, and of course, uh, Caden Green also says the head coach, Brent Venables, was a very big part of it as well. Um, yeah, I, I definitely say um, one of the big pushes that he made was the uh, whole more than just an athlete push, um, and that that was big for us. And when he said it, you could tell that he genuinely meant it. Like, he, he's not just in it for championships or draft picks, which is big, of course, um, just being at Oklahoma. But he was he was in it for the, the person just as much or more than the player. And we can tell on the phone, even on the phone, that he was genuine and he meant it. There you go. Caden Green talking about his commitment to Oklahoma. Again, the Sooners now at 14 commits overall and number 11 nationally in the 247 rankings. And it seemed like just a few weeks ago, Oklahoma was down in the 36, even 39 range, and people were panicking. And we talked about, you specifically talked about, wait for July. July is going to be a big month, going to be a big month for the Sooners. And, man, so far it has been. And there could be more names on the way, including running back Dalen Smothers, the four-star, coming up on Thursday could be committing to the University of Oklahoma. You talk about Logan Howland's commitment. Uh, this kid's 6'7", like 300. Is that what I'm seeing? Yeah, six foot seven, not quite 300 pounds. He's still got a ways to I go. I mean, that's Phil Lodeholt's size. Precisely. That's, that yeah. is and huge, well, What's man. intriguing about Logan Howland is that he hasn't played a full season as an offensive lineman. He, much like P.J. Adebarre, he recently underwent a change of position. He primarily played tight end and defensive line before this offseason, which is really where he started repping at offensive tackle Remind on the camp you, circuit and started to catch the attention. A guy like Lane Johnson back in the day, uh, that's remember? That's the comparison a lot of folks are making. And uh, Frank Romero back during the early Stoops years, a tight end converted to become a really good uh, lineman at Oklahoma. So, yeah, if you're, uh, you've got the size, you've got the athletic ability, uh, maybe he can event, uh, develop into something special for the Sooners. Uh, I was going to ask you one more question. Picciotti going to IMG Academy, did I see that? You did see that. How big is that? That's going to be big, especially for his eventual ranking, because I think Phil Picciotti would have eventually been a four-star prospect anyway in the 24-7 sports composite. But when you go from somewhere like Percasey, Pennsylvania, to somewhere like IMG Academy in Florida, mm-hmm. 
that only creates that much more exposure for you as an athlete to the point where now that they're gonna, now that he's going to be going up against the type of elite competition that IMG faces week in and week out as one of the premier athletic prep institutions in the country, he's going to have an opportunity to prove that he can play with the big boys, which I think is part of the concern uh, and part of the reason why he's only a high three-star right now is because you know, Pennsylvania high school football, not necessarily a knock on it, but when you think about the Northeast, the Northeast in general is not really considered as much of a football factory as somewhere like Texas or Florida or Georgia or even California, right? Yeah. So this transition is going to benefit him quite a bit, I would say. All right, so it is Phil Pachotti. Pachotti now. Pachotti, got to chew on those C's. There you go. All right, so the Sooners again, uh, great news in recruiting, and it could be getting better this week. Again, with Dalen Smothers' announcement coming up on Thursday, and a lot of people think the four-star running back will be announcing for the University of Oklahoma. All right, we got to announce our first-hour sponsor, Great Sooner, Tim Lasher, great company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, they're family-owned and operated, servicing the greater Oklahoma City area now for 15 years. You need AC tune-up work done, well, give them a call at 405-579-3113 for all of your heating and air needs. It's Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Yes, the heat waves keep coming. Man. Baker sighting in the Bahamas. i got to give you the story. At of how Quiznos, it of all places. I, it, it was a crazy deal. We'll tell you all about it and get to some of your texts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. We'll do that next here on The Ref. We're back here on a Monday, Steelman and Thune at noon here on the home of Sooner fans, The Ref Radio Network. Good to have you along for the ride today. Appreciate it. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Sooner recruiting on fire. Open championship. Tiger at St. Andrews this week. He's already won twice at the old course. Could he do it for a third time? Probably unlikely. There are some rumors out there that this, uh, a few, not a bunch, but maybe this could be it for Tiger and maybe he's taking, uh, going to exit on the uh, Swilkin Bridge at uh, St. Andrews, say his final goodbyes. I would be very surprised if that happened, but you never know. A few rumors out there. Uh, NBA tonight, we have Orlando and Oklahoma City. You know what that means. Chet Holmgren against Paolo Bancaro tonight, 8 o'clock on ESPN from Vegas, the Thomas and Max Center. Chet's been really good. Jalen Williams, Santa Clara Jalen Williams has been excellent as well. Paolo's been uh, really good for the Magic. Should be fun tonight, 8 o'clock on ESPN. we got conference realignment to talk about. We have... Uh, Big 12 media days starting on Wednesday. Oklahoma State on Wednesday. Sooners on Thursday. Parker will be there. So we'll talk uh, about all of that stuff coming up a little bit later. But uh, so I just got back. My wife and I had the good fortune to uh, get a little vacation time and went to the Bahamas. We stayed at Atlantis where they play the Battle for Atlantis uh, tournament. It's an awesome place. It's a little bit touristy. But uh, it's still a great place to go experience the Bahamas. And, you know, from kind of the water park that they have and the, you know, white sandy beaches. I mean, it's just an incredible experience. So we had a great time there. We went with my brother-in-law and his wife and uh, their daughter. So the five of us went over there. And we had a great time. And uh, it was pretty amazing in the, uh, like, the last 12 hours that we were there before we jumped on the plane to get back to, uh, to Norman. Uh, in Will Rogers Airport. So we had kind of done a deal where we did all of our activities in the Bahamas. 
uh, during the day. And then at night, we would kind of, I, normally I don't drink at all anymore, but I made a little bit of an exception for, uh, you know, the vacation. So we would have a couple nightcaps in the room at Atlantis before we, you know, hit the bed to get up and get ready for the next day. And it was cool because we had a window that, you know, a sliding glass door and a little bit of a, you know, balcony there, not much of one. But you could look down over the aquarium at Atlantis. There's an outdoor portion of it. And, you know, you can go down, down if you've ever been there, uh, you know, like to watch the Sooners play or whatever. You can see, you know, the, the sharks they have in there and all the tuna and you know, uh, the the manta rays and everything that are in there. It's really cool. And it's lit up at night, so we would put a little music on, have a couple cocktails, and kind of watch uh, the uh, life down there in the aquarium below us, which is really cool. But so the last night we were there, um, Shay's brother and uh, his wife, they decided, you know, we got to get up early, so we're going to turn in a little bit early. So on the last night, Shay said, I want to go back to the casino real quick. And I'm like, no, no, we have to do that. And she said, yeah, I just want to go real quick. I'm all right. Okay. Now, Shay had had some experiences, my wife, at the casino where she wins some money and then you try and parlay it and maybe you're up 120 bucks and all of a sudden you end up with a voucher for 12 cents. You know how that works. There are times when you print the voucher and leave, right? So we go down there for the uh, the last time. It's probably about 11, 11 p.m. or something like that. We've got to get up early the next morning about 6 a.m. And Shay gets on this machine, and she wins about $750, which was amazing because that offsets some of the expenses from the vacation. So, And I remember finally once 75,000 bonus games finally ended, uh, I said, Print the voucher now. <laughs> because <laughs> if you would have said going to the casino, you know what? If they would have told you you're going to win 750 bucks at the casino tonight, you would take that, right? I Absolutely. Would think so. so she printed the voucher and felt very good about it. And uh, so we were happy about that. So the next day we get up to go to the airport. I'm not driving you to the airport. But we were at the airport in Nassau, Nassau. And we are going through the uh, the customs line, which really wasn't that long, but there was a line over to the left, which was for VIPs, I guess. And all of a sudden, Shay said, oh, my gosh, that's Baker and Emily. And I'm like, what? And I looked over, and they're, like, going rather quickly down the corridor towards, you know, the gates and everything where the food court is. And I only see, you know, two people from behind. I'm like, that's not Baker. And that's not Baker and his wife. No, yes, it is. It's Baker and Emily. Now, understand my wife. She is a huge Sooner fan, huge Sooner fan. Uh, but she is not a big fan of the NFL. She became a big fan of the NFL when Baker went to Cleveland. She's got the, you know, woke up feeling dangerous T-shirt, the Browns hoodie collection, everything. So she was into watching Baker play for the Browns. So not an NFL fan, but a Baker fan. So anyway, and now Shea has got already ordered Carolina Panthers stuff. You know, not a fan of the NFL, a fan of wherever Baker goes. So we go down the corridor to the gates. We turn around, go to the food court, and there they are, Baker and Emily. And Shea's like, I told you, you know. So here's the other dilemma. Parker, I don't like to be fanboy guy. So I like, if I see somebody, even if I'm a fan of, I like to, like, leave them alone. Because, yeah, I'm with you. You know? And, but Shay is such a big Baker fan. 
So Shay's like, I got to get a picture, tell him I'm from Norman and how big a fan I am and everything. I'm like, no, 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 let's not do that. Just leave him be there, you know, no. And, but Shay's like, you know what? I, I'm going to kick myself if I don't get a picture. Years down the road, I'm going to be thinking, why didn't I get that picture? So she hands me the phone. Here you go. And I'm thinking, oh, no. Fanboy deal. Here we go. So we walk over there. Shay walks over there at first, has a little conversation with him. Baker was friendly. You could tell maybe he was a little bit distracted because, I mean, they're leaving to go take that physical for Carolina, right? I mean, they're, they're, they were celebrating their anniversary in the Bahamas, and I'm sure that got cut short. Hey, babe, you know, we need you to take a physical. we got to get you back here. So that's basically what was going on for them. But he was nice. He was friendly and, and engaged and talked to Shay and everything. And Emily was out of this world super nice, just like they were like best friends right off the bat. So, But anyway, Shay came back and says, here, here's the phone. So i got to go back and be picture guy. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, man, really? So... We end up getting the picture, but it was a cool. Shay was so excited about it because she's a huge Baker fan. And so we got the pick. I'm kind of glad we got the pick, you know, now that it's over with because it would have been kind of weird to say, yeah, we saw Baker and his wife in the Bahamas when we were there. What a coincidence. And people have said, yeah, really? Let me see proof. So we got that, and it made my wife happy, so I was happy about that. But it was what, – what are the chances, you know, you see Baker Mayfield – uh, in the Bahamas. And apparently Bill Beatonbow was over there too. Bill, if you're back, man, what? I mean, we could have had a beach party, right? You could have been celebrating Caden Green. I had the, I had the, you know, the drink, the pineapple drink. I had the coconut filled drink. I was very festive. We could have had a party on the beach in the Bahamas. I mean, you had Baker there and you had Bill Beatonbow there. So anyway, but yeah, I'm kind of that. I was at first, I was kind of like, oh gosh, I got to go over there. I got to be picture guy. And I think Shay swayed me because she goes, well, I told him my husband's in sports radio and I mentioned and he, he knew you. So I'm like, really? Well, that's, wow, okay. I think, I think that was her call that, yeah, you can come over here. That's what she said when she came back and handed me her phone. I don't know if that conversation ever took place. That might have been the bait to get me to go over there and say, all right, I'll yeah. go over there. But I, I'm just not that kind of guy. I'm not a big autograph guy or anything like that. You know, if I see somebody, that's pretty much enough for me. Apparently you're a household name, though, at least oh, the Mayfield yeah, household. huge. Well, he probably was like, yeah, I'm, I had no idea who she was talking about. I just nodded <laughs> yes. I just nodded yes. I have no idea who that is. Who is he? But – the bottom line was my wife wanted the picture, and she's a huge Baker Mayfield fan, and she got the picture, so I was happy about that. So, and like I said, in the last 12 hours, she won 750 bucks in the casino, and she got a picture with Baker Mayfield. I mean, that is about as good of an ending to the vacation that she could possibly have hoped for. Yeah, no joke. That's arguably better than the vacation itself. That's right, and plus all the sooner commitments that came in, I mean, it, it couldn't have been any better. But we had a great time. It was a fun time over there. Um, I'm trying to think, did I do any dorky stuff? Yeah, I skinned up my knee on the uh, River Rapids. But other than that, I was, you know, you expect an old man to do something sure. like that. Right? You just expect it. It happens. Natural attrition. That's right. All right. So there you go. That's how the Baker pick went down in the Bahamas. I was re the reluctant cameraman. But like I said, guys, you know what it's like. If your wife wants the pick, you take the pick. And I took the pick, and I'm kind of glad I did now. All right, we're going to break right here. Good to have you with us here on a Monday when we get back. More Sooner recruiting to talk about. Sooner's on fire. And what's going on with conference realignment? Could the Cowboys 
eventually join the Sooners in the SEC? I'm all for it. Could it happen? We'll talk about that more when we get back. Yes, they are. Conference realignment. The times they are a change-in for the Sooners in recruiting as well. It wasn't long ago. I think the lowest I saw Oklahoma, maybe about two and a half, three weeks ago, was number 39 nationally in the 247 rankings. And now the Sooners are number 11 in the national rankings. And they could be like the Jeffersons moving on up. Keep moving on up. It could be happening. And it could uh, start with a commitment from Dalen Smothers, the running back, on a Thursday. Parker, tell us about Dalen Smothers, uh, who made his final list, and uh, obviously he's a four-star, so uh, would be a great get for Oklahoma. Yeah, now I, I tell you what, Dalen Smothers, to me, reminds me of Javante Barnes, and not necessarily in the style that they run with, because they're, they're different players. I don't want people to think, uh, he reminds you of Javante Barnes and think, okay, he's the same player as Javante Barnes because they're two very different backs. But the reason I say that is because, much like Javante Barnes, Dalen Smothers was not criminally underranked and or under-recruited. Dalen Smothers, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite, is the number nine running back in America. Javante Barnes was right about in that same territory. I think he finished the cycle as the number 10 back in the class, if my memory serves me correctly. But there is a prevailing thought, and uh, I was probably I was driving the Barnes train uh, from probably March or April of 2021 onward. But there's a prevailing thought that even where he is right now, at as the number nine back in the 24-7 sports composite in the class of 2023, Dalen Smothers is still underrated. And uh, he's a product of the state of North Carolina, as we've talked about. And North Carolina is one of those states where, you know, again, you get some D1 guys every single year. It's a pretty good state for high school football, all all things considered. But it's not Texas. It's not Arizona. It's not Florida, Georgia, Alabama, what have you. So – I think Smothers' rise on the recruiting trail and in the recruiting rankings is going to come pretty late in the game, if it comes at all. Maybe there's a chance he doesn't rise any higher than the number 9 running back in the nation. But make no mistake, for the bargain that the Sooners would get if they lock down a commitment from Dalen Smothers, that is a guy whose potential and whose ceiling is as high as anybody in this class. So... That is a phenomenal ad for Oklahoma if they end up locking him down. They can pair him with Caleb Hicks. And he's 24 nationally, right? Running yeah, back? 24. Yeah, I believe that's so correct. So you get so, two of the top 25 running backs in the country. Well, a year after you sign two of the top 10 backs yeah, in the country. Pretty Gavin good. Sawchuck and Javante Barnes. So pretty it good. turns out DeMarco Murray can recruit. How about that, Steve? Yes, yes, he can. No doubt about it. All right, you want to get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439? Uh, one listener asks, Parker, has there ever been a recruit you didn't expect to commit to Oklahoma end up in Norman? If so, who was it? Uh, Keon Brown. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> that basically. That was only about a month ago, but. He basically wow. impressed them at uh, camp, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he looks good, man. He looks really good. And uh, they've got a speedster in Petaway, right, from they Houston. Do. I mean, he is a guy that has five-star potential. Yeah, world-class speed. No doubt. All right, 405-651-3439. Let's get back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Can OU land David Hicks? Yes, they can. 
I feel like we're going to end up talking about David Hicks probably more than any other individual recruit for the remainder of this cycle. Uh, the five-star defensive lineman out of Katy, Texas, I believe he's something like the number six or number seven overall player in the country, according to the 24-7 sports composite. I don't know if there is a more dominant high school football player in America right now at any position than DJ Hicks. That kid has the physical makeup to be a top five NFL draft pick one day. This is the type of generational talent that could help define Todd Bates's legacy as a recruiter at the University of Oklahoma because he did some great things at Clemson. He signed a five-star, a kid that I believe was the number one overall player in his class, and Brian Breesey, uh, the defensive tackle out of Maryland that ended up at Clemson. For Todd Bates at Oklahoma, I know it's year one, and we don't necessarily know what his legacy is going to ultimately look like at Oklahoma because we have no reliable gauge on how long he's going to be on the Sooner staff. There's a chance he's up for head coaching gigs at some point down the line. But, man, if Todd Bates lands David Hicks, that is a program-defining ad on the recruiting trail because he is a player that has the opportunity to come in and become one of the greats in the history of OU football. We are talking about somebody that, obviously he plays a different position, but we are talking about somebody that has the potential to be on the level of an Adrian Peterson when you consider how he might be remembered once his collegiate career has come and gone and he's spent several years, a decade, in the NFL. There's a chance we look back on David Hicks's collegiate career and hold him in that type of regard. Now, I will say this about his recruitment at the moment. Looks like Oregon and Texas A&M are probably the two teams that you're most concerned about right now if you're an Oklahoma fan, and Michigan State and Miami are in the mix as well. But there is a quiet confidence that OU could end up being the destination for David Hicks. The stance I have always taken and will continue to take is temper those expectations and allow yourself to be pleasantly surprised. But I will add this, talking with a source last night, I was told if the Sooners wrap up a commitment from Derek LeBlanc at the end of the month on July 28th, that is going to substantially aid their chances of bringing David Hicks to Norman as well. That would be unbelievable. That would be unbelievable. There's no doubt. All right. What about somebody's asking on the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439, about Anthony Evans? Yeah, Anthony Evans, a three-star wideout out of Converse Judson High School. He announced his top four, his final four, and a commitment date. So he will be deciding between Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Penn State, and Georgia on August 25th, 26th, one of those two days. I can't remember exactly. But end of August, he'll be deciding between those four programs. Obviously decommitted from Arkansas earlier this spring, and Oklahoma very quickly positioned themselves as one of these schools, if not the school, to beat in Evans' recruitment. Uh, another listener asks, is B. Hall still trying to get his feet under him? Seems like there hasn't been a lot of buzz for safeties. Well, there's been plenty of buzz for safeties. It's just quiet buzz because when you're talking about a kid like Peyton Bowen who's committed to Notre Dame in all technicality right now, the buzz kind of has to stay quiet. Right? The buzz is You still think get, he's going to flip? I, I do think he's going to flip. Man. I, I do think he ends up flipping. 
Obviously, Oklahoma owns a commitment from Eric McCarty, who is going to be an outstanding player at the next level. Ryan Yates, another Denton Geyer teammate of Jackson Arnold, much like Peyton Bowen. He's another four-star safety that's committed to LSU right now. I'd be surprised if OU doesn't make some serious noise in terms of trying to flip him. And then I really like one of their very recent offers in four-star athlete Ben Minich out of the state of Ohio. Oklahoma likes him as a safety. He just recently picked up his fourth star, uh, and he's a guy that should be visiting Oklahoma pretty expediently here uh, as soon as the end of July, and we will see what becomes of that. But uh, there's a chance the Sooners end this cycle with as many as four safety commits, and they'd be four really good safety commits. Too. What about the uh, the edge rusher, the kid that you mentioned from uh, Utah, Akana? Is that his Cecilia name? Cecilia Akana. And it, uh, Oklahoma feels good there? Very good. So, Very good. And he's like a top 75 kid Yeah, the number the 60 overall player in America. So, I mean, the Sooners <laughs> – they're not done yet. They're, yeah. not, they're well, not close to being done yet. And another question on the text line, is there talk at 24-7 about P.J. Adabare becoming a five-star? Yes, absolutely. In fact, uh, our man Cooper Patania, who is on the National Recruiting Rankings Council at 24-7 and that formerly worked in recruiting departments as the director of player personnel at Washington, Michigan, and a couple other Power Five programs. So he's he's been on both sides of the business. He he knows evaluation as well as anybody. Uh, he dropped by the OUinsider.com VIP board yesterday in the aftermath of P.J. Atabare's commitment, and he dropped by solely to say, look, this kid Atabare is one of my favorites in the entire cycle, and if he puts up a senior season that is on par or better than what he did as a junior, when he recorded 17 and a half sacks in his first year of playing defense, he will absolutely contend for five-star status. Uh, 24-7 Sports is putting out uh, the latest update to the 2023 recruiting rankings on Wednesday. Uh, us- that Those updates usually drop at 12 Eastern, so 11 Central. So in about 48 hours... Uh, we will have a new update to the 24-7 sports recruiting rankings for the class of 2023, and I expect that P.J. Atabari will be even higher than he is right now. Sounds good. Sounds like a fifth star is very much a uh, realistic possibility for P.J. Atabari. Let me tell you about a five-star casino, Riverwind Casino. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are talking about a new month, new promotions. How about this one? This one's really cool. You can win a trip to the Florida Keys, a fishing getaway. Now through July 30th, the top five players who earn the highest number of points on uh, specific e-game machines are going to win a trip to the Florida Keys for a fishing trip guided by Blue Heron, valued at nearly $5,500. Plus, you're going to get $2,000 in bonus play and $1,000 in cash for your trip. Don't forget to join the folks out at Riverwind for their Casting for Cash hot seats each Tuesday from 6 to 8.30 and each Saturday from noon until 5 p.m. That sounds like a heck of a deal, man. You said that uh, that trip is guided by Blue Heron? Blue Heron, Is, is, yes. is Blue Heron a person? 
I think it's are, an organization. Okay. Yes. Okay. I was about to say, it's like, I, 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 was, I was about to say, like, is Blue Heron a per, is that like a, somebody's rap name? That would or, be, that would be cool. Or of, is we, it guided by actual Blue Herons? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Blue Heron uh, would, MC Blue Heron, does that sound, I don't know. But uh, Blue Heron's going to be guiding the fishing trip. Uh, they're going to take you out there. And again, for the top five players who are in the highest number of points on those specific e-game machines, you can win that trip to the Florida Keys. And it's valued at $5,500. You're going to get $2,000 in bonus play and $1,000 in cash. The folks at Riverwind, they're going to point you in the right direction, show you the machines you need to be playing on. And don't forget the hot seat drawings Tuesdays from 6 to 8.30 p.m. and every Saturday from noon until 5 o'clock throughout the month of July at Riverwind. Recruiting the Sooners right now feel like they're in a ring of fire. They are on fire. Isn't that right, Johnny? Yes, thank you. All right, we'll come back, head back to the text line next here on The Ref. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you. Steelman and Thune at noon here on the home of Sooner fans, The Ref Radio Network. Thank you for being with us today. Appreciate it very much. Air Comfort Solutions text line available to you, 405-651-3439. If you want to go old school, really old school, I mean, we get all of our guests on the Riverwind uh, hotline at 405-329-9000. That's 405-329-9000. All right, Parker, you want to answer some more questions on the text line? A bunch of them rolling in. Sure, let's go right ahead. What kids in Oklahoma are the Sooners recruiting for 2023? So asks one of our listeners up in the 918. Well, obviously we talked on it. Uh, I'm sorry, we touched on Eric McCarty. Didn't really talk about him, but we touched on him. Uh, he is the lone in-state commit right now for Oklahoma in the class of 2023. And obviously the expectation is that Jacoby Johnson will join him at some point in time. I don't know exactly when that's going to be, but it doesn't sound like the timetable for Jacoby Johnson uh, is going to extend much further than the next few weeks. So uh, definitely looking ahead to his commitment because my expectation is that it's going to be Oklahoma. My expectation has really always been that uh, it was going to be Oklahoma. Eric McCarty and Jacoby Johnson are two kids that as soon as they got the offer, it's pretty clear where they were going. I'd be very shocked if it's anywhere other than OU for Jacoby Johnson. Outside of that, I mean, that's really it. Now, I'll say this. There's a kid down in Ardmore that I wonder if Oklahoma takes a look at later on in the cycle uh, if things fall through with a couple of their priority targets. That would be Morgan Pearson, a uh, three-star athlete who's got FBS offers at four different positions, if you can believe that. He's got offers as a wide receiver. He's got offers as a tight end. He's got offers as a linebacker, and he's got offers as a safety. Man. So uh, the kid does a little bit of everything. He, he's kind of a unicorn in that he's about 6'1", 6'2", uh, 230, 235. So he's very muscular and very well built. But, man, he doesn't move like he's as big as he is. He, he legitimately moves like a wide receiver. He moves like he's got 50 less pounds on him than he does. So a very intriguing skill set. Uh, in the middle – range of the three-star spectrum right now and I wonder if that's a kid Oklahoma decides to make a move on depending on how things shake out later on in the cycle but outside of Jacoby Johnson and Eric McCarty doesn't look like right now oh you will end up with anybody else in state which is 
pretty amazing because you talked about it, and we think based on what's out there for Oklahoma and who they're leading on right now, uh, and it looks like Smothers will be uh, making an announcement for Oklahoma on Thursday, certainly is, is looking like it's going in that direction, that the Sooners have a really good chance to land possibly as high as a top-five class. Uh, you would think at seven, eight somewhere, maybe even higher. Uh, they're 11th right now, and there are more names out there that are leaning towards Oklahoma, and there's some pretty good uh, possibilities if they get like a David Stone, then you're really talking top five. But to think that they could do this and not get by Job, and not get Haz, and not get Micah Tease, and not get Cole Adams, who am I leaving out? That's uh, those are kind of the big those, four. And to not get, and if I would have told you, you know, we would have been talking about this when we first started, right? Together and talking about, yeah, Oklahoma's going to uh, go over four on those guys. You would have thought, man, that doesn't bode well, right? But it shows you that um, the guys that they brought in, that Brent brought in, also had some ties to other parts of the country where Oklahoma's doing really well, right? I mean, Charlotte, North Carolina. For Dalen Smothers, correct? Yes. And Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, so, like I said, and I know that They Smothers- got Heath Ozida from Snoqualmie, Washington. Mm-hmm. That was the last time they got a player from the state of Washington. Oh, I'd love man. to know the actual answer to that question because I don't know. Often. Yeah, there's probably one that we're not thinking about, but that's pretty impressive, yeah. That's pretty impressive. So uh, it's it's going to be uh, very interesting. By the way, somebody uh, had on the text line, and maybe it slipped through the cracks, and maybe we'll, t- we'll talk about it next hour, but asking us, did you hear the latest uh, reason? Have you guys read the recent news from Caleb Williams' dad on uh, why he really left OU? What a joke. He says, NIL opportunities did not play a major factor in Williams' decision, uh, according to Carl Williams. Yeah, that, that's that's actually true. Yeah. No, that's true. Well, and we've we, talked about this before on the show. That is true. All right, so we've got more to talk about next hour. We'll hear more audio from Caden Green, uh, one of the Sooners' latest commits, four-star offensive lineman out of the state of Missouri. We'll have that coming up next hour. More of your texts on the way, 405-651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. All right, thank you, Tim Lasher and your company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, for Bringing us the first hour here on Steel Man and Thune on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. We still have another hour to go. Keep it here. Here we are on a Monday. Glad to have you along. Steel Man and Thune at noon, hour number two, presented by our friends at the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley, X72 for a great deal on a car, truck, or SUV. Selection, service, guarantee. Best selection, best service. Guarantee oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. That is about the best guarantee you're going to find in the automotive industry at the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72 in Paul's Valley. Well, if you would pronounce the uh, Sooner uh, recruiting, you know, season 2023 as uh, clinically dead or on the respirator or in intensive care, guess what? Miraculous recovery. About three weeks ago, I remember seeing Oklahoma at number 39 in the national rankings. And people, they were uh, they were panicking. All caps, panicking. And uh, Parker Thune said, wait, just wait. Be patient. 
Now, Parker's completely dialed in. I'm sort of dialed in. I'm like dialed in on the old rotary phone. He's on a, <laughs> he's on a smartphone, okay? I'm old, but I remember hearing this talked about time and time again. And we compared it, you know, it's, it's not a sprint for OU. This is more of a marathon. When you're telling kids, you know, if you want to commit to us, you've got to, you know, not take any visits. That's, that's not a totally typical approach you see around the country. So Oklahoma was lagging behind commitment-wise. Because, you know, if I'm a kid, I want to take as many visits as I can. I might like Oklahoma better than anybody else, but I still I want to get those trips in, man. I want to do that. So we said that this would be, again, like, uh, you know, the Sooners in the uh, final part of the marathon, you know, the last six or seven miles of the 26-mile, uh, you know, marathon, the Sooners would start to kick and make a nice push. And uh, I guess we're there right now because Oklahoma, over the last 14 days, seven new commitments in July, uh, you know, they have gotten commitments uh, yesterday, P.J. Atabore. Uh, Caden Green, uh, Jaquaze Petaway, Phil Pachotti, Logan Howland. If you go back since June 27th, Heath Ozeda and Sammy Omosigo. Uh, and, again, you talk about really highly touted guys, four stars at Abare, Green, Petaway, uh, and guys who could become four stars like Pachotti, right? You know, you know what? Here's, here's a fun little factoid, Mike. That It's just further proof that the narrative, if it hasn't already ha- – if it hasn't already been completely flipped, it's on the way to being completely flipped. There are two programs right now in the entire country that have more top 100 commits than OU. Those programs are Ohio State and Notre Dame, which have the number one and number two recruiting yeah. classes yeah. in 2023 right now. And old mule shoe, uh, where did I see uh, SC? SC, I think, was 15th. Yeah, last something like I saw. that. They're not recruiting terribly, but I tell you what. No. I tell you what, things are a little bit stagnant, and um, he may lose a commit in the next couple of weeks. Please, Maybe. please lose the entire class. That's what I want to see. The entire class. Not that I'm bitter or petty at all, but, yes, I would love to see a mule shoe lose the entire class. That would be awesome. Would I feel bad about it? No, not at all. Zero percent. And, you know, I, I brought this up Friday. You obviously weren't here Friday because you were still on island time, but – uh, one of the things that I brought up that I want to rehash here is that USC, in a lot of kids' minds, just became a lot less attractive of a destination because of how much travel is going to be involved when you're playing football in the Big Ten. I talked to a blue-chip prospect this past week who had been heavily considering USC as the destination for his talents at the collegiate level, and he told me straight up, look, if I go to USC, man, I'm going to have to fly 1,500, 2,000 miles every single time I want to play a road game. I'm basically going to be jet-lagged all fall. That's going to be a tough deal. And I may be playing in the big house in, uh, you know, freezing temperatures, you know, or whatever. That's that's not what you expect when you go to USC, but that, that's, <laughs> that shows you where college football is right now. So, and based on everything that we know, is and it's only appropriate mule shoe got mule shoed in this deal which i love it isn't it beautiful it is oh isn't it beautiful i don't know if there is it restores a, your faith in humanity it and does. in karma i mean yes i like i said i'm just that petty it's i loved every second of it because based on everything we know mule shoe didn't know 
Basically, who's the uh, the tan after that? Mike Bone or something like that? Is that the guy's name? I'm trying to remember the SC. The, yeah, Mike Bond. Yeah, yeah, Bond, the super tan guy. Is never, he super never, tan? I've never, never seen a picture trust of a guy who has a has a tan like George Hamilton had back you in think, the day. Do you think it's a spray tan or do you think it's a? Uh, um, you think he owns a tanning bed? I think it's probably one or the other. Yeah, it's that. So it's kind not. Of tan. It's not a suntan. No. But Mike Pone basically said, you know, basically I'm not going to be the next coach at LSU, and then the next day he's going to the Big Ten. Yeah. Did you hear what Lincoln Riley said about the move? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Old mule shoe. That's why we put save on that soundbite. <laughs> mule sound effects, save. All right, uh, so Dalen Smothers, uh, your crystal balled to Oklahoma for the four-star running back out of Charlotte, North Carolina, the number nine running back in the country. That is correct. And this is a kid, again, when he commits and announces for Oklahoma on Thursday, as you expect he will, unless there is a huge surprise, then you believe, you know, a lot depends on what happens with schools ahead of Oklahoma, Miami, LSU, Arkansas, Georgia, I think was seventh. Uh, But that could vault the Sooners into, like, the numbers – seven or eight position in the country, depending on what happens nationally, which would be pretty amazing. So, and there's more out there. Is there, uh, you don't think uh, Peyton Kirkland is announcing July 23rd, and you would put the Sooners as a, would you say, long shot there for Peyton Kirkland or maybe second or third? What are you thinking? For Peyton Kirkland, it just kind of seems like that one is trending away from Oklahoma and toward Michigan State or Miami. I'm not ruling out that he ends up a Sooner, but I'm a lot less confident than I was a few weeks ago on Peyton Kirkland in Oklahoma. He's basically he's throwing everybody for a loop. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, again, one of the big commits, and, again, we've talked about what's happened in July, P.J. Adabare, again, yesterday, the Kansas City four-star defensive end, Caden Green, the O-lineman from Lee's Summit North in Missouri, four-star, very highly touted O-lineman, Jaquase Petaway, the wide receiver, the speedster from Houston, another four-star, Phil Pachotti, the linebacker from Pennsylvania, who will play his senior year at IMG Academy. And Logan Hallen, the mammoth offensive lineman from New Jersey, just in July for Oklahoma. And if you go back to June 27th, you uh, put Sammy Omosigo in there and Hitho Zeta in there. The Sooners have had seven new commitments over a two-week span. And again, they've gone from 39th nationally to 11th nationally in the 247 rankings. Caden Green talked about his decision to come to Oklahoma here is what uh, the offensive lineman, again, from Lee Summit, Missouri, four-star, said about, uh, again, uh, uh, we almost played mule shoe there. I thought we were going to get another donkey sound effect. Here is Caden uh, Green, again, on why he did pick the Sooners. A numerous amount of reasons, but uh, I think a couple of the biggest ones were, one, um, just growing up and uh, being born there. Um, I've always been an Oklahoma fan. I've always followed Oklahoma football, and then, uh, of course, me being an offensive lineman, that's a hard that's a hard thing to pass up. And then, um, of course, this new staff, um, they're they're just great. They're they're very genuine. From all the players I talk to, it's legit. Like what you see is what you get. And then Coach B, um, I mean, he's the best in the business. It's kind of hard to pass up. We told you, Bill Beatonville, rock star, and he took his rock star act to the Bahamas too. 
recently. And again, uh, things are going well for Coach Biedenboe, uh as the Sooners are, are doing very well, it looks like, with old linemen. Uh, did I hear you say that he would have been at Tulsa Union if he had stayed in Tulsa? That is correct. How about that? How about that? So, um, and you look at who Oklahoma has signed now on the O line. Are they done on the O line? Or uh, and somebody asked about that on the Air Comfort Solutions text line towards the end of the last hour too. I get the impression that they will be done unless. There's an opportunity for them to go and get a guy late in the cycle that they know they have a really good chance at and that is worth the take. Because like I said, I don't expect right now that Peyton Kirkland is going to be a Sooner. I think those two uh, appear headed in different directions, uh, Peyton and Oklahoma, that is. So I I think Bill Biedenboe is going to be content with four offensive linemen and then plugging the holes as necessary via the transfer portal. Look, offensive linemen are few and far between in the transfer portal, at least in terms of true impact guys. But one of the advantages that Bill Biedenboe has as a, as a revered offensive line coach and one of the best in the business at what he does is when you have an immediate day one high impact guy in the portal, i.e. McCade Mattire last year, Bill Biedenboe is going to be able to slide into those DMs and close the deal pretty quickly and pretty efficiently. Yeah, it's it's been impressive for Oklahoma when you look at their class again. Uh, 14 commits now. They have one five-star in Jackson Arnold. They have five four-stars and eight three-stars. My question to you, Parker Thune, of the, these three stars that Oklahoma has signed – and uh, we are talking about Caleb Spencer. We're talking about Cade McIntyre, Eric McCarty, Logan Howland, Heath Ozeda, Josh Bates, Phil Pachotti, uh, Keon Brown. And I think that's all the three stars. Yeah, that would be Which awesome. of those do you think, of those three stars, give me two of those that you think has the most potential to become a real star at the next level? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Josh Bates is only a three-star in the composite, but 24-7 sports has him as a four-star. And – Uh, there's a belief that he's the best center in this class, and I think I would agree with that. Uh, It comes uh, from a family and from a lineage uh, where if you look at uh, particularly his dad, who played offensive line at the University of Colorado, it makes sense why he's as talented as he is. He's a pure center, much like Creed Humphrey in that regard. And pure centers these days are increasingly difficult to come by because oftentimes the best offensive lineman at a given high school is playing tackle. Typically. So to get a pure center, especially one as highly regarded as Josh Bates, is going to be a huge asset to Bill Beatonbow in Oklahoma. I do think Keon Brown picks up his fourth star, and I don't think it'll be too much longer before it happens. That kid's outstanding, uh, and his stock has risen in a hurry. I really do believe as well that Phil Picciotti, 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 chew on the C's, Picciotti. I believe that Phil Pachotti gets his fourth star, especially now that he's moving to IMG. And I think Heath Ozida is going to have a chance to push for a fourth star as well. Yeah, it's uh, things have certainly changed. And uh, believe it or not, in the Air Comfort Solutions text line, we're not seeing a lot of panic from OU fans right now. We we saw some of that. What do you call them, the Crimson Chicken Littles? Yeah, the CCLs. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's good. That's really good. All right, media days happening for the Big 12 again on uh, – Wednesday and Thursday, Oklahoma State on Wednesday, Brent Venables and the Sooners on Thursday. Brent will be the first uh, coach to speak on Thursday. And how about that when I was uh, out of town? The Sooners didn't have 
just one first-team guy on the All-Big 12 teams, which, again, who cares really that much? But it's unusual uh, for Oklahoma to only have Michael Turk, and that's it. So we'll see. We'll see how they look after the season, which is really when it's vitally important that you have some guys on the first team on both sides of the football. And guess what? I think the Sooners will. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break right here. Thank you, Seth Wadley Auto Group and Paul Sally, X72. Great deal. Car, truck, SUV. Great selection. Great guarantee. Oil changes. Engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Let's get back to the Air Comfort Solution text line when we get back. Monday, Monday. Can't trust that day. But you can trust... What Parker had been saying for a while that uh, the Sooners were going to have a big July. Do not panic. And that July, there could be more fireworks on the way, including uh, Thursday. What would you uh, liken uh, Dalen Smothers to? Like a, uh, a bunch of Roman candles going off simultaneously or like the big finale? That's a big one, a four-star well, running back, number I, nine in the country. Yeah, but it's also not going to be the finale. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. It's it, not, but it's going to be one of the really cool explosions that everybody ooze and awes at. Oh, yes, exactly. Like three-quarters of the way through the fireworks show. It's just, it just astonishes me that there was a point in time at which the CCLs were saying, DeMarco Murray can't recruit. Yeah, and look, I, I – I'm with you on that, but we are also in an instant take, instant reaction society more than we've ever been, and it's always going to be that way. And I think what happens with a lot of the Oklahoma fans, here's the good thing. They're totally invested, man. They want to know. They are all into what's going on with recruiting, and uh, recruiting coverage is better than it's ever been. Ever. It's not even close. Back when I was doing it, man, we were making phone calls. The high school coaches, you know, well, our old kid, you know, he's a heck of a player, you know, yeah. And the coach is selling you on the player. But we didn't have the highlights. We didn't have the, uh, you know, we just didn't have uh, all the uh, digital advantages that are out there. And you want to see Phil Pachotti highlights, they're there. You can go watch him cover a kick, play linebacker, you know, whatever. It's all right there readily available to you. But the good news for Sooner fans is they care, right? They're invested, man. And when they see Texas get Arch Manning and they saw that all of a sudden Arch Manning mania happened for a while, then they started to panic. And I, I get that. They wanted to see the Sooners start getting, you know, some of these four stars and, you know, maybe another five star down the road. And that could happen for Oklahoma. So at least – you know, that's a good thing for you and Brandon, everybody at OU Insider and 247 Sports is a lot of people care about it, right? Yeah. Let's, so. hit, let's, let's hit the air coverage solutions text line. Parker, if you had to guess who will be the next commitment, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Dalen Smothers. That is my guess. My, like I said, my only thing with Dalen Smothers, if he only had a brother and you had the Smothers brothers. To- I know Toby like said a, the same that's thing. That's like a 60s, 70s reference. I know probably three people get that right now, and other people going, shut up, old man. I get it, but it's funny to me. But uh, that's that would be a heck of a get, and it looks like it's going to happen on Thursday for OU. One, one listener from the 918 says, Steely, what's your favorite Emerson, Lake, and Palmer album? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to think of the album names. I like ELP, but I'm trying to think. Uh, 
what was the uh what is the uh oh my gosh i'm trying to think <sighs> carnival nine let me i'll have to go ahead and google let me get back to you on that one. okay fair enough chaos sooner asks who are some defensive backs we should look out for in the 2023 class in 2024 well uh, we talked about safeties earlier, so I'm going to assume this question is geared more toward the cornerback position. Look, Jacoby Johnson is a take for Oklahoma at cornerback. So if he commits to Oklahoma, which is the expectation at this time, he will be a cornerback. Two other guys that Oklahoma is in very good standing with in the 2023 class at that position are Makari Vickers, the four-star corner out of Tallahassee, and Josiah Wagner four-star cornerback out of Spanaway, Washington. So what if Oklahoma pulled not one, but two kids out of the state of Washington in a single class? I'll give you two more defensive backs just off the top of my head in the class of 2024 uh, to keep an eye on. One would be Jordan Johnson-Rubel out of Fort Worth, Texas, currently at IMG Academy, and Landon Cleveland, uh, who I believe right now is a three-star, if not a four. He'll be a four by the time the rankings are finalized in that class. Uh, Jaden Hardy as well, uh, high four-star safety out of Louisville, Texas, another guy that I would keep an eye on, definitely, at that defensive back position. Okay, uh, by the way, ELP album would be Brain Salad Surgery, and that's the one that had uh, Carnival 9 right on it. it. Had I think Lucky Man was on that, if I'm not mistaken, also. So that would be uh, that would be my my favorite ELP album from way back when. That would have been... Golly, that would have been uh, like, what year would that have been? Like 74, 73, 74 for brain salad surgery? Anyway, so there you go. All right, uh, what else? Is there anybody out there that is a pretty big name, four or five star? You talked about David Stone, uh, and maybe it is David Stone. That somebody maybe Oklahoma's trailing on a little bit, in your opinion right now, that they could flip and people would be super excited about. Besides David Stone, well, if you're talking about flips, there really aren't that many guys. I mean, not really. Right a, the yeah, because but, maybe a non-committed flip is okay, a bad word yeah, to sure, use. Sure. Okay. So uh, non-committed guys uh, on the higher end of that spectrum that I think go using good standing for it certainly include David Stone. Uh, that includes Jaden Hardy, another guy that I would throw in. Anthony uh, Hill's out of the mix. Anthony Hill is certainly out of the mix. Are we talking 23 or 24 right now? Let's go 23. 23. If you want to go 24 too, that, that's well, fine. 23, 23, the big fish is David Hicks right now. That's mm-hmm. the biggest fish uh, left out there in the pond, both literally and figuratively. Uh, Lewis Carter, the four-star linebacker out of the state of Florida, another guy that's tough to get a read on, but it sounds like Oklahoma has some juice in that recruitment. When you're looking ahead to 24, uh, a guy that I think is going to be very, very – uh, what's how do how do I put this? I compared I compared this kid to David Hicks the other day in the sense that David Hicks has visited both Oklahoma and Texas A and M a lot. I feel as though that will be the case for high four star defensive lineman Nigel Smith out of Melissa, Texas in the twenty twenty four class. He's already taken three unofficial visits to Oklahoma here in twenty twenty two. He will take a fourth at the end of the month. Melissa, Texas is about equidistant from College Station and from Norman, Oklahoma. So uh, those are two schools that stand out to him right now early in the process, and I would guess that if you're talking about sheer number of visits, 
OU and A&M will probably host Nigel Smith more than any other school in America by the time his recruitment wraps up. So I, I, I think quietly Oklahoma's in a very, very good spot for him. And I know it's early. I know it's early. But I don't think we're too far off from the ball starting to get rolling for Oklahoma in the class of 2024 with some commitments. Yeah, and so could Oklahoma start out uh, the 2024 class with David Stone, Stacey Gage, and the uh, T.A. Cunningham kid? Uh, I don't know. If, I, I, I don't think T.A. Cunningham is going to be one of the first to commit. I, I don't think that will be the case. I do think it's very much a possibility that David Stone and Stacey Gage could lock it in pretty early in the process. Another guy you should keep an eye on that could pull the trigger pretty quick in favor of Oklahoma if the Sooners continue to trend is four-star wideout Mario Craver out of the state of Alabama. He is very high on Oklahoma and will be back on campus again at the end of the month. That is somebody that I would watch. That is somebody that I crystal balled to Oklahoma in April after his visit at the spring game. Things are looking very good right now for the Sooners in that race. Now, did you say 2023 or 2024? 2024. Wow. So, and uh, if you're talking about David Stone and Stacey Gage, uh, both are, you know, top two, top three at their position in the 2024 class. Running back for Stacey Gage, David Stone's a defensive lineman. And uh, T.A. Cunningham, O-lineman, is that right? No, T.A. Cunningham's a defensive Defensive lineman. lineman. Yes. Okay, and he's the kid from uh, out in California. So, where's Muleshoe? There on that recruitment, yeah, okay. are they going to have to battle Mule Shoe? Well, it, 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 funny you bring that up because we actually just we talked about this on Friday after uh, the news became public. But T. A. Cunningham transferred from Alpharetta, Georgia, Johns mm-hmm. Creek High School, okay, all the way out to where else but Los Alamitos High School in California, where he will be teaming up with one Malachi Nelson and one Mackay Lemon. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's. It must be acknowledged that Muleshoe and USC had their chances to land T.A. Cunningham drastically improve overnight the second that that transfer was announced. Now, I question whether Muleshoe and USC are going to be able to convince a five-star defensive lineman to come play for them, but the odds certainly improve now that he's at Los Alamitos. Yeah. 2024 quarterback. Who do you think it ends up being for Oklahoma, if you had to guess right now? 2024 quarterback. Lagway or? Uh, I would probably say Lagway. I'm going to trust Jeff Levy on that one. If it's not Lagway, I think it's Michael Hawkins. And I know they've also offered Michael Van Buren out of St. Francis Academy in Maryland. But I really do get the sense that if OU starts to fall out of favor with Lagway or that recruitment starts to trend a different direction, they will offer Michael Hawkins, and Michael Hawkins will be in their back pocket. There you go. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break right here. Thank you again to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Good to have you with us here on this Monday. If you're looking for a vehicle, great selection. Uh, it's hard to get those vehicles now, no doubt about it, but they're getting it done at the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72 and the great guarantee oil changes and engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Steelman and Thune on a Monday. We shall return. 
Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you. Steelman and Thune at noon, well past noon into the 1 o'clock hour. Locked in coming up with uh, Parker and Tyler McComas at 2 o'clock right here on The Ref. Hope everybody had a, a great weekend. By the way, tell me if this is a man card revocation right here for me. So yesterday, Parker, I am, uh, I'm driving to the golf course. Going to play uh, golf with my brother-in-law yesterday. And as I am driving in that direction, I hear, and I'm like, what? What is that? Then all of a sudden, guess what pops up? Tire pressure low, and then, oh, flat tire. Now, luckily, I was probably, I don't know, maybe 100 yards, maybe a little less than that from a 7-Eleven. So I was able to pull it into the 7-Eleven parking lot, get it in there. Without doing any damage to the rim or anything. Sure. But basically, I am the guy, I'm like the Geico lizard. Somebody help me! I have a flat tire! (laughs) So, the brother-in-law, who's very mechanically inclined, a fine salesperson for Napa, and a really good guy, and a better golfer than me, too. So, I'm jealous of that. But, comes back, he was almost to the golf course Turns around to come help me. What a brother-in-law. And he does the whole thing. You know why? Because I can't. Really? No. I can't. Oh, boy. I can't change a tire, put the jack under there or anything. So is that a man card revocation right there? Listen, Steely. Like, I I hate to be this guy. I admit it. I I know it's pathetic. No, like, your your man card might actually need to be revoked for that. Complete revocation, no chance. And, look, I know I'm going to get lit up on the text line because whenever I have an auto deal, that's pathetic, Steely. And I, I know it. I know it. But I bought him breakfast, and I offered to pay him like 100 bucks. But he's my brother-in-law, and, of course, he took the breakfast, and that was Waffle House. That was like 25 bucks. But he uh-huh. wouldn't take the money. And I said, well, we're going to take you to a nice dinner then. You and your wife are going to take you to a nice dinner. But he turned around and basically did the whole thing. It was a five-hour ordeal because we thought initially that we were going to be able to patch the tire. We found the nail. But I'd driven on it just enough to wear out part of the inside tread or something like that. I have no idea. Remember, I'm the, I'm the idiot again who started my automotive career when the guy told me. <laughs> There's not a drop of oil in it. ain't got a drop of oil in it. It's bone dry. And I said, quotes, you mean the oil doesn't just stay in there? And he looked at me <laughs> like, you might be the biggest idiot who's ever walked into this repair shop. Oh, uh, I, I actually... I just took my car into the shop this morning, as a matter of fact, because my AC was having issues. Oh, no. You and can't. so I, yeah, I had to drive back and forth. Like, I had to drive to Kansas City and back Ooh. with no AC. Windows down then, I Windows guess. Windows down, still sweating profusely. Good I'm like wearing Lord. a cutoff shirt. I'm wearing athletic shorts. <laughs> we doing, wearing like a wife beater or oh, something. Oh, yeah, doing everything possible. <laughs> you needed to get pulled over and get a tattoo, man, is what you needed <laughs> to do. Doing everything possible to stay cool. It was still completely impossible oh, to avoid brutal. just sweating from literally all over. But I took my car into the shop, and thankfully it was nothing significant. My car was just low on Freon, so they, mm-hmm. they recharged it for me. It cost like 60 bucks, and here we are. So... All things considered, not mine the was, worst, but it was, was miserable. Mine was a two hundred and twenty dollar ordeal by the time it was all said and done. But I, I just 
literally because my wife laughed because when she saw that commercial, the, the you know, the somebody help me have a flat tire. <laughs> she goes, that's you right there. That's Mike Steely. And I'm like, really? Oh, yeah. And uh, it played out yesterday in real life. So I accept uh, the responsibilities of my lack of action or expertise in that area. And if people call for man card revocation, I'll willingly give it up because I probably deserve it. All right, 405-651-3439. That is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's get back there right now. Who will be the top Oklahoma high school recruit for 2024? Uh, 2024 is a pretty weak class, all things considered, and it's a top-heavy class. So, obviously, if David Stone ends up coming back to the state, he's going to be the top guy. If not, it's probably Zadavian Sims, who's another top 100 guy in the country, down in Durant. Durant, Down there in Durant. Yeah, you got to call it. It's Durant. Yeah. Um, Another edge kid and a fast-rising kid that I really, really like out of Noah – I shouldn't say he's out of Tulsa. He he doesn't go to because basically there's this homeschool uh, football team called Noah. What really? Yes, N O A. I don't know what those stand for. I know H stands for homeschool. So the kid is homeschooled, and he's already got several Power Five offers starting to really blow up. Mule Shoe is among the ones oh, recruiting gosh. him. Gosh, Mule Shoe. Yes, and I, I I do think he'll end up uh, getting an Oklahoma offer at some point. The name is Danny Okoye. File that name away. Danny Okoye. Uh, that is a kid that's going to be uh, – he's going to – I would say he's a top 200 kid by the end of the cycle and has, has an outside chance to make his way into the top 100 because the physical tools are very impressive. Um <laughs> <laughs> this is the story of how Steel Man became aluminum foil. Oh, yeah. Man. I, you know what's ironic is my dad was in the National Guard for years and years and years. Best dad ever. And he also worked as a mechanic for vehicles in the National Guard. So he was very mechanically inclined. And when I was growing up, he would try and teach me the, you know, how to do all this stuff. And he's like, oh, bring me a ratchet. And I'd bring him the wrong tool. And he finally just basically gave up in that department just uh, go do your thing just go watch your sports or whatever i just i'm i'm not skilled in that area so yes uh northeast oklahoma association of homeschools there you ah, go that's, okay. that's noah uh that was the uh apparently Laron stokes was also a noah kid i didn't realize really? that. somebody pointed I didn't realize that, out that either okay on the air comfort solutions text line uh one of our 918 listeners says <laughs> i hope he beat the brakes <laughs> off of you on the course Steel well man. he usually does he, maybe not the brakes off but i i get the play on words but he's we never got to the course yesterday because of that mishap so you just that, went to waffle house instead we went to Waffle House, and then we took it to the tire place. We had to sit there forever, and we sat there so long, we actually went to Academy Sports and looked around, and then we came back, finally at the tire. It was a five-hour ordeal. But isn't that a horrible sound when you're like, wait a minute, what this? That doesn't. And then when you hear the boom, See, I've never had that happen. Uh, I've had So I've had a couple of flat tires, most recently – at the College World Series. Oh, no. Yeah I, yeah, I just walked back out after one of those games and noticed that my left rear tire was completely flat. I guess I ran over a nail or something. But fortunately, both of the times that I've had a flat tire, the tire has deflated while the car was stopped Sitting. and parked. Yeah. So I've never had – I've never felt the – as you describe it. Um, 
Another listener says, Steely, you're fine. Parker is just trying to make you feel bad because he drives a 30-year-old car and has to know how to fix everything. <laughs> there will be no tourist slander on the text line. Enough of that. It's only 21 years old. Oh, okay? man. Just old enough to drink. Uh, <laughs> somebody said, pop your hood, Steely, and make sure you're not running out of blinker fluid or pay someone to check. It's not included on general servicing. Wait a minute. No, I'm not falling for that. <laughs> I almost did, though. Almost. I know. I have AAA, but here's the problem. We thought we could fix the tire. So we just, my my brother-in-law, Kurt, came over, and we just put it in the back of his truck, and we drove it over, you know, to, to have it looked at. And after the long wait, we found out, well, actually, it can't be just patched. So that's what happened. Or I would have used AAA. I do have – believe me, if anybody needs AAA, it's me. Yeah. I, I have triple. I have AAA as well, and it has bailed me out on at least one occasion. So yeah, definitely worth the $50 a year. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I because I'm car mishap guy, and if it goes wrong, believe me, I'm not fixing anything. I'm fixing to blow something up if I try and touch something. That's what's going to happen. All right, we're going to take a break right here. we got more on the way. Uh, somebody asked me about Tigers' chances at the Open Championship. We'll uh, get into that. And, uh, by the way, this NBA matchup tonight, Chet versus Paolo Boncaro as Oklahoma City takes on Orlando. Love Holmgren so far. Love Santa Clara Jalen Williams, too. I haven't figured out if he's J-Will or J-Dub. I already forgot. But... We will uh, have some final notes for you as well. We'll try and get a couple texts in. Stay with us here on The Ref. All right, we've been talking about four and five stars. Sooners getting uh, some four stars recently. P.J. Adebore, Caden Green, Jaquaze Petaway. How about a five-star casino? It's Riverwind Casino right here in Norman, Oklahoma. Great new promotion for July How about winning a trip to the Florida Keys for a fishing getaway? It's called Casting for Cash from now until July 30th. The top five players who earn the highest number of points on specified e-game machines are going to win a trip to the Florida Keys for a fishing trip valued at nearly $5,500. Plus, you're going to get $2,000 in bonus play and $1,000 in cash. So don't forget to join everybody out at Riverwind for the Casting for Cash Hot Seats. They'll be happening on Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. and every Saturday from noon until 5. That is the Casting for Cash promotion where you can win a getaway to the Florida Keys, a big fishing excursion. And, again, we're talking about the top five players who earn the highest number of points on these specified e-game machines. And they will point you in the direction when you get out there. It'll be very easy to find. They'll let you know where they are. There's all kind of signage around. And if you want to have a great uh, fishing getaway, a little deep sea fishing in the Florida Keys, get out there and take part in the Riverwind Casting for Cash promotion. Back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line we go. And does Steely drive a dipstick shift? That's the only model that has an oil problem. I, I know that you're supposed to use, you know, that to check your oil. The problem is I'm a dip something else, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so that's the issue. Uh, somebody also said on the text line, the TV and radio announcers are going to have to practice their pronunciations before future OU games. Yeah, I tell you what. Uh, you look you look through this commit list right now. There are some names that are going to give people problems. Uh, 
Sammy Omasiga, that that one's pretty phonetic. It just mm-hmm. doesn't look like it's phonetic. It's one of those ones that you feel like you have to overthink. Yeah. Uh, PJ Adabare's name is going to throw some people for a loop, no doubt, because when you read that, when you try to sound that one out phonetically, it doesn't it, it doesn't look like it should be Adabare. That's right, okay. but you need to think think about it in a different way. Just think, you know what? I want to go have some uh, adult beverages. What do you have to do? You have to add a bar A. <laughs> think about the last part being like Canadian. Yeah, Adabare. Like Adabare. There you go. Um, then you who uh, so Pachati. Which I mean, I've been calling him Picciotti for yeah. months and well, months, have, as have a lot of people. So, well, sometimes gonna have, get, gonna have to get used to chewing those C's. Another thing is when I don't know if you talk directly to the kid or anything, but if that happens, they need to tell you how to pronounce it. That's too. what I'm it's saying. Like, for a long time, it was like Tony Dorsett was Tony Dorsett back at Pitts back in the day, and then he became Dorsett. And like, well, why didn't you tell us it was Dorsett? You know. I don't know. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, very interesting. Anybody else? Uh, Ozeda, right? Uh, it's Ozida. Ozida. See, yeah. I'm already mispronounced. Ozida. Ozida. Yep. And then Jaquay's Petaway, the first name. Because you want to pronounce yeah. that E. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Jaquazy, like Patrick Swayze. Yeah. But, no, it's just Jaquay's. And then uh, I'm trying to think who else. Well, if Oklahoma ends up with Cecilia Kana. That one isn't too bad, but I can see how you might trip over your tongue saying it. Now, how long did Oklahoma make uh, a push on him over the last couple months? How long have they been on? Because that's a name that I don't think about enough. Because he's a top 60 national kid, as he's, you said. He's very quiet. Okay. That's, the reason, that's probably the reason you don't uh, think about him quite a bit, and there's not a whole lot out there. That's the one I thought was the iguana, right? Yes, the to iguana. see the iguana. Yes, which would have been really cool to get the iguana. Yeah, but I mean, he's he stays very very quiet, keeps a low profile. Oklahoma very quietly maintains a lead. He's already been to Oklahoma multiple times. He'll be back for an unofficial at the end of July, and then potentially for an official in season. So, uh, yes, that is absolutely one to watch. Because I think there's a very good chance to Celia Kana is a sooner. I put a crystal ball in for him. There so you go. That tells you where I stand on the matter. Uh, another listener asks Parker, how many five stars will OU end up with after dudes get bumped up and after we get done getting commitments? Jackson Arnold is obviously already a five star. I am gonna I'm gonna maintain my tone all throughout. And I will continue to say Oklahoma ends up with two five stars. Because there, I think there are a lot of different ways that that could happen. There are a lot of paths that they could take to a pair of five stars. It could mean they get DJ Hicks. It could mean that Jaquay's Petaway gets a little bit of a bump. It could mean that PJ Adabari gets a lot of bit of a bump, which is very realistic. It's very much a possibility. So uh, you are, you know, you have one in Jackson Arnold. I think there will be another one. I don't know who that other one is. It might be a guy that's already committed that rises. It might be a guy that's uncommitted that's already in that territory. But I think the Sooners will close this class with two five-star recruits. So, again, would you put at the top of that list right now, like Caden Green at the top of the list? Uh, the guy who's going to get the fifth star. I, I don't think Caden Green will. You don't? I think the two guys with a shot are Jaquez Petaway and P.J. Atabari. Okay. Yeah. There you go. 
All right. Uh, let's see. By the way, real quick, let me answer this. Uh, Steely, would you be in favor of Oklahoma State in the SEC? Absolutely. If it expands, I yes, ab- 100%. I would love to see the Cowboys make it there. I don't really? know what's going to happen. I really would. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to like 20 teams or whatever. They're, they're too ag for the SEC. Well, there's some other ag schools, right? Are there? As Mississippi State seems like it would be an ag type school. No, it's just a just, redneck school. The, yeah, hillbilly school. No, I would. Yes, absolutely. You know, I don't know how Oklahoma State fans would feel about that, but if you're going to two super conferences, yes, or maybe three, I would love to see Oklahoma State in the SEC. One hundred percent. Okay, uh, we've got coming up next. Locked in with Parker and Tyler McComas. We want to thank our friends at the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley for bringing you hour number two here on Steelman and Thune. Great guarantee, oil changes, engines for life, newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Thanks to our friends at Riverwind Casino as well. Have a great Monday. We'll see you.